everybody, and welcome to the Sick Podcast. My name is Chris in Scott. How are you doing today, Mr. Scott? Yeah, doing really well. Thank you, Dave. How are you? I'm absolutely fantastic. Now, what we usually do is we talk about a game, or we set the game homework, and then we, we come back and do like a review. But what we've done is we've just we've just played the game, and now we're here to talk about it. Yeah, we hadn't fully decided on what the game was going to be when we finished our GOTY podcasts, and uh, yeah, we kind of just decided on Sunday, basically. So, what's the game we're about to talk about today, Scott Walsher? We are about to talk about Celeste, the nifty little 2D platformer It's come out. Yeah, it's very good. Um, <laughs> it is very good. <laughs> podcast over. Goodbye. Um, it's Nine strawberries. Have you played a game like Celeste before? No. Or is it sort of new to you? Um, no, the closest thing... No, no I haven't. Were you liking it to Dark Souls? No, I was just a bit about to say the closest thing is probably Cuphead, just because it's oh, okay. kind of similar. I'll let you off of that, because the square root of how long is it when people have a game in conversation until they're liking a game to Dark Souls? Yeah, no, I don't think this is anything like Dark Souls. But is that the Kevin Bacon rule? Everyone in Hollywood can be closely linked to Kevin Bacon at some point. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Within like... I think yeah, it's something like that. No, um, no, I've I've not played anything quite like uh, Celeste before. Uh, this because it's quite an old style, kind of like two D platformer game. I have a uh, thing about old games. I don't really like them. I don't you like see, looking you at them. Like them, but I, I was actually wondering about this because I I hate when we try and broach this subject because it just we just get confused. But I was thinking on the way in, like I think. Is there, is there like a, I don't know, like, so like, you seem to like games that shoot for super pretty, super realistic graphics. Sometimes, yes. But you'll play games like Celeste and Cuphead, which are obviously not shooting for that same thing. Yeah. In 10 years time, or maybe 10 years is a bit much, but in say 5 years time, Celeste and Cuphead will probably still be okay to for playable for you. But yeah. weirdly, games... Um, the Assassin's Creed of the world yeah, will like not. Yeah, the, the sort of games that would maybe attract you in the first instance. Yeah. They will not. I Does think that that's makes fair. Sense? So, like, like, I don't know, like, what, 10 years ago, Dead Space was one of the better-looking games we had. But yeah. But I, I, would, I would guess, you, horror aside, you would struggle to play it today because it looks like someone was sick on it. Basically. This is why I'm worried about Dark Souls 1 remaster. Yeah. It's because... Even like, I mean, I've I've just been playing Shadow of the Colossus. We usually do this. We usually do like a what we've been up to. We've kind of just dived straight in. Oh yeah, okay, okay. It's, it's been a while since we did a proper. Podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have to get back so, in. Yeah, let's, let's, what have you been up to? What well, been to from? go back and then we'll on come to, back and we'll talk about Celeste. On the same sort of topic, I was just we were talking about there. Then I'll start with I've been playing Shadow of the Colossus, the oh, yeah. PS4 remaster, and that was a game talking about old ass games. Yeah, well, that was a game that. Um, it was actually, back to Cuphead, it was when I f- first played Cuphead, I liked the idea of a boss rush game, and I think it was actually you that said, oh, Shadow of the Colossus is kind of the same idea, but a 3D version, like it's just a big boss rush um, kind of game, and I thought, that sounds cool, but then I heard it was a PS2 game, and it had been re-released yeah, on PS3. Say, it might have been me, but I don't think so, because I don't think I would recommend an old game to you. Yeah, I know, I don't think it was a recommendation, I think it was more like, this is a game like what you're after. Mm. Um, because yes, and it it had been re-released on PS3, but not 
actually remastered or anything and yeah. i don't own a ps3 anyway and then i heard it was getting completely ground up reworked for ps4 and thought hmm hopefully that they make it look good enough that i can play it and they've exceeded my expectations i was not expecting it to be anywhere near as good as it is um from a visual and technical aspect i expected the actual game to be good because people rave about shadow of the colossus but i was expecting me to put it on and think uh i'll maybe get through a couple of these bosses but i don't know if i've got the steam for it because it's yeah. gonna look so shit but it looks spectacular it look- it's very pretty Ooh, it's um, a very pretty game like i i can still play an old game quite happily but i do have the the kind of little notion in my head where i look at old games and think like so i can play an old game and enjoy the nostalgia of it or kind of go back and look at it from like thinking like what it used to offer at the time or just kind of like, kind of like experience again, yeah, and like and enjoy it. But I do look at some old games and think, what made me pick up a controller in the first place? Yeah. And when I saw Shadow of the Colossus on the PS2, I was like, that is an ugly game. Like, why? Why did I ever spend so much of my time playing these games because they are so ugly? Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I um, I remember speaking to you a while ago about a fighting game that I had for the PlayStation that I, or PlayStation 2 that I couldn't remember what it was and it turned out to be Soul Calibur 2 and I watched some videos of it on YouTube and I can't believe I ever played that game before. It's uh, is unbelievable. It just looks so rough. And like old Pro Evo games and old FIFA games and yeah. oh, the graphics. So rough. It's so funny looking back at older games. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's unbelievable. What was the one I was thinking about I, just as you were saying that? Um, no, if, if it comes back to me, I'll, I'll, I'll just shout it out. But yeah, there was... Oh, yeah. It's as well, it's the... T- I blame the TVs as much because for like we're sitting in your front room and you've just got a brand new 65-inch TV. Now, that stretched out is going to make some 1080. Imagine playing like a SNES rough. game on that. Yeah, it's or gonna, like an N64 game would be even worse. It's going to look horrific. Yeah. Yeah, uh, anyway, we've, we've kind of... I have actually been thinking, of, yeah, like, if I have actually thought of that. I need to get a... I want, like, a smaller HD ready TV, like, yeah. a, I don't know, like, like max 32-inch yeah. um, that would just sit in the space. You should room. get, like, a little 20-inch and put it in the bath. <laughs> I actually, because I... Well, I need a new bathroom. So it's sort of side... What's happening in David's life? Looking <laughs> at stuff, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some sort of TV in there so that I can sit in the bath. Because usually what Absolutely I did is I sit with my that. iPad... Yeah, well, I take my laptop to yeah, the bathroom. Can't be healthy. Netflix. So yeah, get a TV and sit in there. Oh, hundred percent. And just I, I, the only problem is I might never get out again. True. Outside of um, Shadow of the Colossus, Wait, I'm trying sorry, to. Sorry, I didn't ask you the way. Oh, right. Do you think you'll finish it? What Shadow? Yeah, oh, hundred percent. And are you, how did are you enjoying it, or are you enjoying it? Would are you enjoying it with the caveat that you're aware that it's an old game? Um, I mean, they, they can be one and the same, I guess. Those things. No, I think if if. I didn't know that Shadow was a remaster and I bought it with the caveat that it cost £24 and not £50. If I sat and played that for seven or eight hours, whatever it's going to take to finish, I think I'd be pretty happy. So what you're going to do is you're going to complete this and move on to The Last Guardian? No, hell no. I That thought had crossed my mind until I watched some videos of The Last Guardian, <laughs> in particular Donkey. Um play some of that game and holy shit I think my controller would end up out my window that looks so frustrating 
So what else have you been playing? Um, I'm trying to think. I you did finished up Zelda. Oh yeah. Because you're, you're, I think, I feel like your opinion on Zelda has changed a lot since the last podcast. Dramatically. Um, I couldn't really get into Zelda. I could appreciate what it was, but I wasn't digging it at all. But since it passed so much time at my work for me, I kind of got an appreciation for it. It's really cool. Like I'm. I'm not going to sit here and hyperbolically say it's the greatest game of all time like a lot of people seem to think it is. Um, I still wouldn't even think it would come close to breaking my top five games of last year, but it's a it's a fun little adventure. Yeah. The shrines are cool. They're like Finding them is enough of a challenge that it's satisfying to do, and then it's even more satisfying to finish them. Um, one thing I would say about Zelda... And our friend Alex, who's also played this game, has said said the same thing to me, is that Ganon is an incredibly underwhelming boss. Um, I think the way to fight Ganon would genuinely be doing not doing any of the dungeons first, just going in and fighting him as... Maybe you like do some shrines to get your hearts and stamina up, but the dungeon part takes away so much of Ganon's health right from the start and then having those abilities coast you through the fight anyway that oh so like, when you go fight ganon he has less health oh yeah so you get to ganon and depending on how many of the dungeons you've done i've done all four takes off half of his health oh wow and then the fight is so easy after that like the lionel in the where you are in that yeah. circular room before you get to ganon that fight with the lionel is harder than ganon by okay. a distance because um, I, I, I am at the stage now where I really love the game, but I'm ready to be done with it. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't know how to fight a Lionel. Oh, neither do I. Had to, I had to watch videos. Um, yeah, because I was watching... Some folk are so talented at these games. Like, they'll they'll do a dodge and, like, um, they'll, like, rally combo and then they'll break out of it just before the actual combo finishes so they can get extra hits and then they like jump on top and ride it about and stab it and I'm like clunking about like an old man trying <laughs> to just like get a slash where I can. Yeah. Um but no Zelda's a lot of fun. I really I really like Zelda. Um it's it's cool. You've been playing a lot of Switch games. I guess this is why you were talking about what you've been playing. That's basically gonna be the, the crux of your Yeah. Well I got a Switch for Christmas and since uh since I got it I've Obviously, I mean, everyone gets to the credits in Zelda. Um, and not Zelda, sorry, Mario. But I've done some post-game stuff in Mario. Yeah. Um, I've beaten Ganon in Zelda. Uh, what else have I done? Oh, I finished SteamWorld Dig 2. That was great. Really fun little game. Uh, that's kind of like... I'm not going to directly say it's like Celeste, but it's that kind of like 2D platformery game. It's just like the, a kid-friendly version of it. Yeah. It's like so. quite pleasant to play. Um, oh, and I played Thumper as well, which is good, but I... I thought I'd be hearing you talking about Thumper a lot, it, but I think you mentioned that you bought it and then that's the last I've heard of it. I got to this... I got to the second world, but every time I take a break from it for more than like an hour, I forget the buttons and then I have to start again. Um... And it's just a thought going back. It's a sort of game I need to dedicate time to um, and not have other games be a distraction. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so that'll probably be my game I get back to once I don't have anything to play, which will be never. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have never. I think I'm, I'm having to teach myself to be, o- be okay with not playing some games. Oh, 100%. Yeah, kind of like Monster Hunter. We've Monster just Hunter accepted be, yeah. that our mates are playing it, but we've got other shit we want to play, and Monster Hunter just isn't happening. Yeah, not as much as I, yeah, as much, it's this thing is that I'm finding I find hard to juggle. As much as I like playing games with other people, I really enjoy a sing, a big single player. Game. Oh, absolutely. And I think I think for me having the ability to take Zelda with me to work, um, really kind of spearheaded my ability to play that game for longer than a couple of hours. Because I think if I just solely had Zelda at home, I'd have bounced. Yeah. Um, between the amount we've been playing Overwatch recently and I've been dying to get back to Assassin's Creed and I really want to get back to Neo as well and I just think Zelda would have taken a back seat which would have been upsetting because the game as I got towards the middle and end parts of it really kind of turned me like swung me around and I really started enjoying that game um, what else have you been playing man? Um I'm actually, I was trying to think there when you were talking, um, there's nothing I've really settled on too much. Like you, I've just finished Celeste. Um, I've been playing a lot of Zelda, on and off. Um, I'm very nearly finished that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing, we've been playing Overwatch a hell of a lot, a which lot we've kind of Overwatch. fallen back into, which has, has basically been the, the bulk of my video game playing over the last month or so, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like we've probably spoken about that in previous podcasts. It's just a fantastic game. It's probably my favourite online shooter ever because there's no game that I've actually been... Act- like, so, like, I've played quite a lot of Call of Duties over the years and Halos and Gears of Wars, but there's no game that's, like, an online shooter that I've actually got into as actively as I've got into 100%, man. Overwatch. The only game that's come close for me is... Well, there was two Call of Duty games... I can't remember which order they came out, but I want to say Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops 2. I feel yeah. like they were concurrent, maybe Modern Warfare 1st and then You're kind Black of not Ops far 2. Off it. And I'd probably put about maybe 30 hours each into them online. What it did. it did Modern Warfare, World at War, Modern Warfare 2, Black Ops. Maybe it was the first Black Ops that I played loads online. And maybe not the second. I am I'm so gutted they took it out, but my favourite thing in COD maybe ever was the Spec, Spec Ops. Ops I remember. Was, so was it me and you? Did we, we played a lot. Yeah. Because I've got a thousand Gs in that. Uh, Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> Which means you did the... The Spec Ops in the hardest mode. Yeah. Uh, I think I did... That That did, I did find. I completed the single player campaign in the hardest mode. What I find amazing is you did that. You must have done the, the playing level at the end. That was Modern Warfare 1. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I've never done that. No. That's tough. Um, yeah, man. But yeah, that's that's that and um, Fortnite, which I've just started playing this week, which I've been enjoying quite a bit. Uh, a lot more than I thought. Um, my worry was always, because you and I both like Giant Bomb, and I think we've both enjoyed the PUBG content that they've made over mm-hmm. the last year or so. My worry with that is that I kind of bored myself of the game before yeah. it came out, and I actually think I might have. Oh, 100%. Um, I've got no intention of playing PUBG. I might. I'll give it a blast once they fix it properly. Yeah. on Xbox, but yeah. But that's it. I'm. I'm not excited about it. Um. But yeah. But I'm having fun with Fortnite as well. Uh, and that's kind of it, really. I've not been playing a huge amount of games because I've been. I've been just pottering about with the same old things. Yeah. Which is kind of, in some ways, it's annoying because I feel like there's so many other games I should be playing. Still not played Resident Evil. 
Yeah. Um, but let's face it, I've got it on disc, so until it goes on offer, so I yeah. can buy a download version, yeah. I probably won't be playing it, which is really sad. Um, I've also got, I want to play the first Wolfenstein, which oh, I've yeah. got downloaded, because yeah. I ended up falling in love with Wolfenstein 2 so much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in some ways it's frustrating because I've got so many other games to play, but in other ways it's quite refreshing just to be able to know there's so much to play, but just kind of relax because yeah. I find it stressful. It is like stressful, man. I have to man. play everything. Yeah. I feel as well, listening to as many gaming podcasts as I do, and I assume you do as well, and taking in as much games content as I do, I feel like pressure to almost keep up with mm-hmm. them, with them, and forgetting be part that of the conversation, and so forgetting an it's their job that they get paid full time to review these games and talk about these games, and I don't, and I only have four or five hours per night, every other night to play games when i want to so yeah i kind of it is nice just to go back and just play overwatch and it's like a comfort blanket kind of thing yeah just, absolutely yeah come on toby get up there we go good boy the dog's just clambering i was all trying to just get, get it done without him disturbing us too much but you just got to face it head on yeah being such a, he's a right but toby's david's dog we're not talking about penis just in case <laughs> anyone <laughs> not thought there's anything wrong with talking about penis <laughs> there's a PC sitting over in the corner as well yeah bloody Leon um, yeah so that's what we've been playing I guess so at this point normally we would dive into what we've been doing so I thought just to kind of kick things off I'll read you the opening paragraph from the Eurogamer review of Celeste and then we can kind of kick up just to help us kind of kick the start of the discussion sure so kick the rust off a bit at the end of the first day of her attempt to climb Celeste Mountain Madeline sits down and lights a campfire. Flames crackling and sparks rising against the darkness. It's a moment of respite in a world defined by relentless, delirious challenge. We've been here before, of course, but even the nod to Dark Souls, how long did that take, isn't intentional. (laughs) It's entirely appropriate. Celeste offers ingenious delights and grueling punishment to master it, even partially so it is to feel like you're really achieving something. It's nothing like Dark Souls. I was just going to say, before we start our It's hard. Our every review, game, hard game is like Dark Souls. My question to you is, why do you think professional gaming journalists keep doing that? I don't know. It's, it's actually quite a common thing. Um, the, this is the Dark Souls say, of. Yeah, this is the Dark Souls of. This is the super meat boy of. This, i.e., what fast forward five years, this is the PUBG of, yeah. this, this is the Resident Evil of, this is the Cuphead of. They even um, like to reuse words. So, like, for, for years, visceral okay. was a word that was like a, 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 a ding word to the point that it eventually becomes nothing. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, I get it. No, it just becomes meaningless. Yeah. So, kind I of the same I don't way know. literal and legend would become. I, th- I, think, I think because. So I heard someone say once that there are more rock stars and musicians earning a trade being professional musicians and famous multi-millionaire musicians than there are video game critics. Right, okay. So it's a very close-knit group yeah. and you often see like the same people popping up on every website. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if it's just such a small, tight-knit community that they all talk to each other, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That they end up just bouncing each other off yeah. things to each other, which is why I quite like. So, like, the, it's kind of why I like Giant Bomb so much. Not because they're not connected; they absolutely are. They're like veterans of the industry, mm-hmm. but they'll actively not use stuff. So, like, 
with Visceral before. I remember listening to a podcast and Gertzman just banned Visceral being used on the, <laughs> on the website for like years really? because it's just like everyone uses it, and you'll never, you'll very rarely hear them likening every game to Dark Souls. Yeah, it actually is an apt metaphor. Because, um, but, sorry, I'll finish no, my no, point and I'll let you go. Um, but yeah, like the reason I like it is that they actively don't use these things and they'll actively like push back against them because yeah. you're right I, I think it's purely because like you know like if you've got a group of mates you'll tend to use the same same language same language yeah. and that's all i think it is also i think the pay's not great being a professional games journalist and uh, this is this is cynical me but um some of them just aren't very good it's like the nintendo thing it's like if a nintendo release a game they they automatically get a score bump yeah that's that's just a fact yes oh 100 percent. sorry what were you gonna say well no i was just gonna say i was gonna try and kind of like play devil's advocate and try and understand where they're coming from when they say things like this so what is dark soulsy about celeste like you die and start from a well, yeah, without your progress being yeah, saved. I guess to be a bit fair to them and to try and be more balanced, um, <clears throat> it, Dark Souls in Super Meat Boy, like we were saying before with Celeste, it's a point of reference that everyone has, yeah. or most people have. So, like, it's like it's essentially it's shorthand for saying if you like Dark Souls, check this out. Yeah, but if someone says to me, "It's the Dark Souls of," and outside of. Oh, this game is going to be difficult. Yeah, I would assume that there's kind of almost RPG upgrade elements. To me, it's RPG upgrade elements. There's bonfires probably that reset the enemies. Yeah, and, you, and you're going to have to retread areas and collecting, like um, collecting souls in obviously Dark Souls case, but whatever the game may be, that kind of collection element where you need to be careful because if you die, you lose all your progress with that collection item yeah because i mean fair enough some of the strawberries in this game i can you have think to i can think of two things that are like dark souls one is hard yeah there's lots of games that are hard and two the game doesn't bend yeah so until you do exactly what it what wants you to do yeah it will fuck you over and over fair again. yeah that's the two things i can think well of. let's let's give this journalist the benefit of the doubt and say that that's what he thinks <laughs> i'll give him dark the benefit souls of the doubt like for the is. second point and it doesn't bend yeah the first point of being hard, there's lots of plenty of games are hard. Uh, yeah. yeah, so yeah, um, that's the kind of opening. I think like remove the Dark Souls point. That's yep. quite an accurate mm -hmm. opening. Um, what do you think about the story, Scott? So like, do you want to give us a quick rundown of what the story is, and then we can talk about our feelings on it? Yeah, I don't think it's it's not cut and dry. Like, it, there's room for interpretation of what the story actually is, but kind of. The base story here is that the young woman Madeline, or in your case, Martine, 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 um, has is aiming to Celeste Mountains a, a clear metaphor for her overcoming her own like self issues, whether with the the conflict that's building inside of her, um, and she wants to overcome this mountain because I assume she thinks it's going to help her overcome her darkness almost. Um, and in trying to climb this mountain she encounters some very unique and quirky characters who kind of assist her along the way um, to help her overcome some of the different obstacles that the mountain throws at her and at the end it's just kind of like her 
understanding her own flaws and getting to really like understand that she needs to live with the good and the bad in her own personality and that kind of shutting out the negative is not always the perfect kind of answer to kind of moving on with life. Um, that's kind of what I took from it. Did you take anything? Yeah, I guess I kind of took some of her things. Um, I think the girl, Celeste, not Celeste, um, Madeline. Maddie, Maddie McCann. Yeah. Um, she... <laughs> That's where she's gone. Yeah, so she's gone up a mountain. <laughs> she's gone up Celeste Mountain. Um, yeah, so she basically like, she just wanted to achieve something. Um, she, if I get the impression that she's not a, a person that would stick with things. Yeah. In general life, and she's like, right, I want to actually see something through. Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I got from it, and she wanted to just conquer this mountain, just to either go off like and find herself, or just prove to herself that she was able to do it, and. What I got from it was that she was confronted by all these different aspects of her personality that would dissuade her from counting it. So, like, mm. you got like her other her other half that was like her negative, angry side. It was like, no, you can't do this. You won't do it. And then she would get distracted by people on the mountain, and then she would like rise to the bait of the old lady laughing at her. Yeah, and it was just about her overcoming like her personal traits to then make have this achievement. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I got from it. My, I, I like, I ended up thinking it was all right and quite enjoying it. I did think it went on a little bit long in the tooth. Like there was very often moments where I feel like I was just reading for fifteen minutes before I actually got to play again. Fair, yeah. There was kind of um, elongated sections where there was a lot of dialogue, and in its defence, there was a few moments where there was breaks and you could just leave. But I always yeah, exhausted could. the conversation. Yeah, so I feel like if you're invested, you're going to be one of the two. So, like, I guess a good thing if you didn't care at all, you could just skip. You could out. just wander off. Yeah, because um, it, it gives you the did, option to you, skip. You were the kind of forced well. to read them all. Um, well, you could hit start and go to skip. Yeah, uh, cutscene, and you would just boost through all. But then, if you were interested in the story, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, stick through it. And I feel like, um. Rather than maybe just have all these massive dumps of story text on you, they could just break it up a little bit. And then okay. it's like little things like they gave the uh, get halfway through the game, they allow you to choose conversation bits. Yeah, but for Theo as well, which is weird. Yeah, Theo, and you, but then you, you also make. have to choose them all. Yeah, which makes it just pointless. Right? Uh, no, not necessarily. There was a bit when you were having that conversation with Theo and Madeline, where you could just have scrolled down at the bottom and it said one of her dialogue options were "I'm tired, I need to go to sleep." And I think if you'd clicked that, it would have just burned everything and just yeah, put, like uh, kind of given up on the yeah. chat. Um, but no, see, I quite liked that they just did the the dialogue stuff in big chunks because it meant that it wasn't breaking up the the level the levels in the gameplay which is obviously the best the, the best part of the game well i think that's maybe my critique of it in that i was enjoying playing the game so much that i felt being pulled out i was very okay, aware yeah. of being pulled out of it yeah maybe because uh, i wasn't expecting anything from the story i was kind of expecting to go back to not again not that it's like a similar game to Cuphead but that kind of idea of that that 2D platforming type game is that I felt like the story in Cuphead was 
not forced in, but kind of like an afterthought. Like, oh, we've got done all these cool levels. Like, oh, fuck, what? Yeah. How, how can we kind of like tile this together? Yeah. Oh, here's the story. Whereas I got quite invested in the, the Celeste story. Like, almost from the start, I was, I was pretty much in. When you first meet that old cackling hag that's uh, kind of teasing you about your inability to climb the mountain and how she has no faith in you, um, I quite enjoyed that and I quite enjoyed her reaction to that, which was just like, shut up, you old bag. Like, leave me alone. Like, I'm going to climb this. You don't know me. Um, and it was, I don't know, it just, it drew me in almost instantly. And um, almost, I, it sounds like we're having like almost um, di- like completely different experiences because I quite enjoyed the the text breakups because it gave me a break. It was so intense. It gave me a break yeah. from playing the game because one of those levels, it is a, it's a, a definitely not a slog. I was about to say slog. It's definitely not a slog. It is. It's an exciting, challenging, at times stressful game that the satisfaction of overcoming some of the more tricky elements of it is almost second to none. But at times when you get the the relief of getting to the end of a level and then you think, oh, I can take a breather. And then there's like 10 minutes of conversation to read. It's like, oh, this is actually quite nice. Yeah. Before having to know, know that I'm about to go on another half an hour to an hour and a half of slamming into thistles and banging into walls and getting shot at by weird floaty fish things and... Yeah, I quite liked it. It was nice. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I guess, like, to, to kind of round out the plot, this is kind of what the plot revolves around, according to Wikipedia. Celeste follows a young woman named Madeline as she attempts to climb the titular Celeste Mountain, a fictional uh, mountain in Western Canada that possesses the power to manifest one's inner turmoil and true self, which is kind of what we got at. Yeah. Um, into reality. As she climbs the mountain, she encounters several other characters, including Theo, an aspiring photographer from Seattle who came to the mountain to take pictures, Granny, an old woman who lives in the mountain who I was convinced all the way through that she's going to turn out to be me in the future. I'm the same as you. I did think that she was going to be Madeline. She looks the same. Mr. Oshiro, the ghost of the concierge of an abandoned hotel on the mountain, and a hostile, long-suppressed part of her has been given form by the mountain. Madeline suffers from depression and panic attacks as she climbs the mountain. She is forced to face and overcome her inner demons in addition to the trials that the mountain provides, which is kind of what we talked yeah. about in general. Accurate. Um, to talk about the sort of move on and talk about the... We're going to talk about the development and then we're going to talk about the gameplay. But sure. just to kind of give you an overview of the gameplay to give people kind of a bit of background if you haven't played this um, stop, go play it, and then listen. But if you don't want to do that, Celeste is presented as a series of challenging platform levels as the player guides the character up a mountain. The player can move, jump, dash the character across platforms, but the player can only perform a dash once before touching the ground again. The character's hair changes colour from red to blue to signify the dash ability and has uh, has been depleted. The character can pass through a green crystal to repel it, replenish her dash Midair, collectible strawberries scattered throughout the levels add a score-based competition to the game. Now that's that's kind of true for the most part. There are mm-hmm. other caveats to it, like the the little um, bouncy platforms also replenish things, and yep. so do the that bit that like the purple feather orb the... and the feather and the yep. red orb. But development release, no Berry, um, and Matt Thompson Thorson, sorry, who made Towerfall. 
created a prototype of Celeste in four days at, during Game Jam. Do you know what a Game Jam is? No. A Game Jam is basically, um, it's usually run by different companies. Uh, Giant Bomb have a Game Jam every year, and basically a lot of developers come along and you get 24 hours, you get a theme, and you've got to make a game on that theme. All right, okay. So like Giant Bomb will be like, oh, the theme is Giant Bomb. Or, oh, the theme is... Like, there's, a, there's a Game Jam that, that is on a train for a week. Okay. And you get on the train, you do, you and you go on this train for a week through Canada, and then you, by the end they get off and you've got to finish the game. Sweet. And then they'll vote on it. And sometimes it turns out games, and sometimes it doesn't. In this case, it seems to have turned out Celeste. Um, the result was a difficult platform with 30 levels for the Pico 8 fancy video game console, designed for speedrunning and precision reflexes, which must have been the... The, the the kind of premise behind so the the game jam must have been for fantasy it's for a fantasy video game console it doesn't doesn't exist but it's for speedrunning and precision reflexes sure. which is what this game is built around <laughs> um Killscreen noted that the game was a departure from Thorson's Towerfall which obviously it is um and had more in common with the game mechanics of his older games such as Super Mario Make uh, and Super Mario Maker work so you, this guy must also be known for making Super Mario Maker levels. I see. Um, the developers also use ideas from difficult Super Nintendo area platformers. Betty and Thorson developed the game into a standalone release with over 90 levels. They live-streamed parts of the development process on Twitch. The game was also demoed at the 2016 PAX West Indie Megabooth Celeste release on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Windows, Linux, and Mac OS on 25th of January 2018. Um... That quite an interesting did. development, actually, that came mm -hmm. from a game jam. Well, I didn't even know they existed. Yeah, that's quite cool. Um, yeah. Reception with Celeste received universal acclaim from critics. It has a 89 Metacritic on PC, a 95 on Xbox One, and a 93 on Nintendo Switch. They don't have the PlayStation One for some reason. Destructoid gave it a 10 out of 10, so did IGN. Nintendo World also gave it a 10 out of 10. PC Gamer gave it an 8, and Polygon also gave it an 8. Um, what would you have given it, Scott, out of interest? Um, yeah, I think it, like a like a eight's fair. I think seven, yeah. seven and a half, eight, something like that. It's I'd agree with that. Really enjoyable. Um, it, well, what do you think about the art style? It took me a minute to get used to it, but once I did, I I quite liked it. <laughs> I I found it I found it really odd that the characters were so bloody. Very bloody. Um, I wonder if that was our TVs. No, this bloody. I've heard it's bloody. Okay. Um, but once I once I got used to it, it was fine. I quite liked it. I don't. I wouldn't say that the art style blew me away or anything. It was. Mm. It looked cool. Um, it served a purpose. To yeah. Um, be nice enough so that you want yeah. to keep playing. Yeah. The main thing with the game is that it's precision based platformer game and the precision worked like it if you failed it was your fault it wasn't the game's fault because there weren't bits that didn't work or the angles weren't quite right or anything like that yeah it was which is what it needs to be it's the same as again cuphead i can't hate to keep going back to it but it's the only other kind of two uh, 2d platformer game i've ever played for longer than two minutes so but yeah the art style is it was fine it's serves its purpose as you said it's there it's whatever could have been worse maybe could have been better yeah absolutely I, I, too, I don't know I feel like this is such a played out thing but I'm getting a little bit tired of the 8, 16 
32-bit aesthetic. Oh, okay, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I never really... Well, I never had a SNES or a... I had a Mega Drive, but I didn't really play games. Yeah, but I feel like there's been a bit of a race on oh, no. recently, yeah. What I'm, but what I'm saying is, like, because I, I never played them extensively when I'm younger, I'm not bored of them yet. Right, okay. Um, so that kind of... Still, the novelty is there with me. Uh, but again, it's it's fine. Like, if that game looked like a really polished, crisp, uh, like, graphic game... I would have. I mean, I might have liked it better. I don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I guess. Um, moving on to the gameplay. I assume you enjoyed it a great deal. I mean, for me, that's the primary thing about this. A hundred percent. The game is all gameplay. Yeah. Uh, like this. I as I, I've just finished saying that the story kind of not connected with me, but I I got into the story quite a bit, um, and the the aesthetics of it were fine. But the it's all gameplay. Like if the gameplay doesn't work for a game like this, then it doesn't have a leg to stand on. It's going to be absolute dog shit. Yeah, uh, and the fact that once you die, you restart almost immediately. Instantly, is we all, were speaking about that is, before. It's critical, I think. Um, and even the, like half a second longer, and I think I would have been like banging my head against yeah, the wall. Yeah, I think the, also what I really enjoyed was is the sort of challenge. Like it's one of these games that again, this is probably cliche, but it trains you to be okay with dying. Yeah, hundred percent. And you just it's basically you you get presented with this almost almost skill-based puzzle and you've yeah. got to work your way through it and it won't bend until you do it and it won't bend to the point that the checkpoints it's like this is the whole screen essentially and you've yeah. got to make it through this whole section and sometimes like the screen times three like yeah. you go up to another level then another level then another level before you yeah. get your next platform which, which really like. can be uh, quite upsetting and frustrating at points where you've been playing for an hour or so and then you're stuck at a bit and it just keeps replaying and replaying. It can, but you also get to the point where you're absolutely smashing bits. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 100%. But then it does a flip of that where you feel like you're getting worse. You start yeah. making mistakes in areas you've been getting through. It definitely teaches you as well. If you plopped someone who'd never played the game at the last level, I think they'd struggle. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, yeah, so yeah, it does teach you. I like how it, it gives you skills, or in each sort of level, it has has a new sort of challenge. Yeah, that installs like a new mechanic. One thing that I, I don't know, I quite enjoyed doing it, but I thought it was quite at odds with the rest of the game is the levels that had all the wind. Oh that yeah, would be blown against you because I feel like yeah. a lot of the game is about momentum and kind of like bouncing yeah. from point to point and making sure you hit your different points, whereas. The wind was very much different from that. It, yeah. You're fighting against, basically, for those of you that haven't done it, the wind is blown in your face. So the game goes from being quite a fast reaction-based game to being a lot more slow and considered, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah, 100%. Is there any part of the game that you didn't enjoy? If that Okay, so... Um, Not that I didn't enjoy I don't, it. I will get to my actual dislike at the end of this and before, I'll caveat that by saying it's actually got nothing to do with Celeste the game um, points that so there was a couple that it wasn't I don't want to say dislike because that sounds that sounds disingenuous it's not that I, dis, I disliked it it was that there were probably the bits I found most challenging and therefore garnered the most frustration with me was I think it was chapter 4 Four or five, where 
There's the floaty fish people. Oh, yeah. Who, like, fire missiles at you. I liked how frantic you ended up being with them. Yeah, that. I enjoyed them. Yeah, I think by the end, once I got the hang of it, I was okay with it, but they were really starting to frustrate me at points during that um, that map run. Um, and also towards the end of the game with the feathers. Um, mainly because it was a lot easier to control the flying feather with your with the analog stick. So switching quickly between the D-pad and the analog stick resulted in quite a lot of deaths until I got used to that as yeah, well. Yeah, because you were playing it on Switch. Well, this is what I want to get to with my actual gripe with this game. And again, it's nothing to do with the actual game Celeste, but I played this on Nintendo Switch. You played it on PlayStation 4. Yes. And I have a Pro Controller, um, and uh, for people who are familiar, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. For people who aren't, the D-pad on the Pro Controller is about as close to an abomination as you can get <laughs> in 2018 for a games controller. Um, it's entirely... It has a mind of its own. Um, you think you're pl- pressing uh, like a 45-degree direction, so up, down, left, or right. And before you know it, you're going off in in all sorts of different angles that you have got you've got no intention of going in. And there were some really intricate, precise moments in the game um, where there were times where I thought I was not going to get this game done. And if I wanted to complete it, I was going to have to buy it on PlayStation because it was so uncontrollable. Um, I'm not saying that I'm like good at. 2D platformer games that are this hard I think I have quite good persistence and willpower to keep going mm-hmm. with the amount of deaths that I have. You have a wild amount of patience which I would not have expected of you. Yeah, um, but there were times where I had to just turn the game off and leave it because I was dying and it was nothing to do with me it was not my fault and I have heard other other uh, critics and uh, other critics, I'm not a games critic but um kind of critics you don't get paid by it yeah say kind of the same thing i've never heard anyone really it doesn't sound like too many people have had the same kind of issues with as me i don't know if they maybe just don't want to speak about it as much but i really struggled at points um with the d-pad controls in this game and before we started this pod tonight i actually had a shot on the playstation 4 uh and it seemed like night and day it seemed it was really responsive the up and the the directional buttons and whether you want to go diagonal or not and i think i mean there was times where i was actually having to get the joy con out and use the the up down left right on the joy con because the pro controller was just doing my head oh in. that's bad yeah. yeah it was yeah uh, like to the point where Unless you're absolutely dead certain on playing this game on the go, if you've got like a decent commute or something and you want to play it on the train, fine, get it on Switch. But if it's going to be a home console game for you, don't get it on the Switch because the controller is a nightmare. you play it on the go? Yeah, I played about 90% of it at work. Ugh, that sounds yuck. <laughs> um, so it was, it was an experience and it kind of took... I th- I'd like to know what my thoughts on the game would be if I hadn't died so many times to dodgy directions because again i i think well you died what 1300 times or something, something like that from start to finish and i think i died 2400 times start yeah. to finish and i'm not saying that 1100 of those deaths are 
just from the dodgy D-pad. No, not but I'd probably not a good that. chunk of them are. But I would say... I wouldn't like to play this. No. But having played the game, I wouldn't like to play it in the Nintendo no, D-pad. No, it was... I reckon I could probably knock about like, a good six or 700 deaths off. To the point that it's not... I wouldn't even think you can consider the damn thing a D-pad. Yeah, it's just all over the shop. It's just four buttons. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, it's just the same as the and, other side. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's just the same as the other buttons, but like in yeah. an inverse position. But when on the Pro Controller, you can actually feel when you press up, when you press either up, down, left or right, if you roll your finger, you can actually feel the controller. You can feel like the angle dipping and you can. Un- I can understand why you go off in like that dumb angle. Right. If, if that makes any okay, sense. Okay, so there's, it's almost like there's a D-pad underneath the plastic. Kind of, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's like, again, there's nothing, it's not a, it's not a negative on Celeste, it's not their fault. Um, but also, if you're going to release a game in a platform, you need to make a game that is going to work properly in the platform. It's, that's it's true. Like, like, if you're going to release a VR game and the VR controller doesn't work. True. It's your but fault. If Celeste, if they've made the game and they're porting it to Switch... And they say all oh, your D-pad shit, and Nintendo say, "Well, fine, we won't have your game." And they say, "Oh no, take our game." But they're not going to turn down that money. No, they're not going to turn down the money. But I guess in a like if if like again like it's it's still on them. I guess like, they they chose to release it on a platform where it doesn't run can, perfectly. The, yeah. the controller doesn't work properly. True, 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 true. Maybe one day in a year or so, Nintendo might bring out a better controller. So Seems unlikely. So the cat is doing that. Uh, probably. I'll chuck him out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I guess that kind of like. Have you got anything else you want to add to it? Have you got any like? Well, like, we usually do three good, three bad before we get to that. Do you want to? Well, I was just going to ask you what your thoughts were. I know we briefly touched on the characters, but do you like a couple of thoughts on each of the characters? Yeah, like, that's a good dislike? idea. That's a good idea. Actually, I quite like the old granny. I thought she was quite cool. She's kind of like curmudgeonly wind up merchant. You know, wind up merchant. I can kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Get on with that. Uh, Madeline herself, she was alright. She was just a bit fiery for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, Theo, I didn't like at all. No. <laughs> I thought he was annoying. Constantly wanting to take selfies. Yeah. And he, he was just like, oh, I'm a cool dude just because I've decided I'm a cool dude. No, you, no you're a twat. Mate. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't even make up the hill. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, um, good. I kind of liked the purple version of. Oh yeah, like the dark side of Madeline. Yeah, she because like she was just angry all the time. Again, yeah. like I can kind of relate to that. Yeah. Um, not hating Mister Oshiro. He yeah, was, he yeah. was annoying. Like, like why Madeline didn't just go fuck off and just walk out? I don't understand. Like, yeah, he'd obviously just gone completely batshit from being in that hotel for so long without yeah. anyone to speak to and had just kind of lost his mind. Um, I, well, I'll go in the same order. Uh, the old granny, I thought, was... Um, I, I liked her kind of... I liked her complete disregard for... I'm struggling to concentrate here because David has just pulled his cat on a duvet across the floor and flung it outside. <laughs> um, yeah, the old granny was. I just liked her, her complete disregard for like Madeline's petulance. Yeah, she just no time for. She it. was just this kind of like yeah, overly aggressive, like foolhardy kind of. Oh, I'm gonna do this. No one's gonna stop me. And she was just like, "No, nah, you're not, mate. 
like shop. Ha 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 ha. Constantly laughing at you. And it just wound her up so much. It's like those sorts of people who are like, I'm not wound up. I'm not wound up. I'm not wound up. What do you mean? I'm not wound up. They're getting so angry at her. Um, I'm kind of with you on Theo. He was kind of irritating. He just, he was like Mr. 2018. It's just all about, well, I suppose actually. Do people still do selfies? Or was it like 2015? I think so. Yeah, I don't really know. But yeah, he's kind of like, oh, I'm up here to get more followers on Instagram or whatever. Yeah, that is that. It was like, it's the instant fakeness of life that I think that annoyed me. It's like his entire reason for going on the mountain was just to get followers on Instagram. It's like, 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 be there. appreciate it appreciate like if you take nice pictures and you so happen to put a nice picture on instagram bonus yeah completely to go there just because of that yeah fucking prick um the mr he does mr oshiro i felt bad for him at the start and i did feel like i kind of wanted to help him out Mm. and the more that level went on the more i just wanted to jump on his head until he died it's it's yeah it's the end that and when you got to fight him I was delighted because she helps him so much and at no point in the game does she seem to get thanks for it that's what kind of what and not that you need to do everything just for thanks but he he seemed beyond ridiculously like um, ungrateful and at the end when he like completely turns on you because not even you wound him up your evil well not evil your dark side winds him up therefore he fights you which i just made i didn't pick that up until the end yeah so basically what happened was um he's like basically going insane trying to get madeline madeline to stay at the hotel and then your dark half appears and basically just calls him like a loony and then he's like he takes offense to that and then he starts fighting you it's kind of the short version of it right okay um uh, he so yeah. By the end, I kind of just wanted done wanted shot at him. He was starting to do my head in. Um, the dark half, I kind of did the opposite of Mister Shiro. I kind of hated her to start with, and then by the end, I kind of felt sympathetic towards her and quite liked their little team up. And I also appreciated the extra boost you got when they became friends. Yeah, the extra dash. Yeah, uh, it was also all almost kind of metaphorical for a kind of being okay and kind of confronting her. There are different facets of her personality, yeah. I suppose, yeah. is, is the idea behind that. But I thought they were... Co- I think they were well-written characters, and I feel like our opinions are kind of how you were meant to take those characters. Um, yeah. Like, I think that they were. They are what they are. They were written well, and that if you like that kind of attention-seeking Instagram fame person, you'd probably like Theo. Mm-hmm. And if you're us, you wouldn't, because that sort of thing doesn't interest you in the slightest but it's not like i don't think they they would have meant for people like us to have an affiliation with him fair yeah um, perhaps. and i think they kind of did that with well for the most part with all their characters yeah near enough yeah no i yeah. agree with that so do you want to give us well i guess we can kind of wrap up do you want to do the three good three bad yeah you you i say spring this on me every time 
you don't spring it on me. I know it's coming, but I never, <laughs> ever prepare well, for I it. Well, I go first. Sure, go so for I, it. So, the three good. I think the, the way the game handled was great. Mm-hmm. The music was, en- was good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. the music a lot. And I, I for all I criticised it, I think I enjoyed the story. I just didn't necessarily enjoy the implementation. Fair which enough. Which would lead me on to my minus, which would be the implementation of the story. <laughs> I wasn't actually over, over that over bad is maybe a bit strong but I'm not blown away by the art style I'm, I, like I said before I'm getting yeah, a little yeah. bit bored of it and then um, I guess the third bad thing would be trying to think I was trying to keep speaking until I could think fast enough there to think of a third bad thing uh, but I couldn't quite do it um, well I'll quickly the hidden trophies I hate hidden oh, trophies yeah. there's no point in them no point in a hidden trophy the, um, on Playstation that is yeah good for me would be the way the game handles um it's obviously a prerequisite for games like this they need to handle well but it handles well and it could easily have gone so wrong it feels nice yeah all the added abilities yeah you learn throughout the game they feel in keeping they don't overwhelm you with progressions either it's not overwhelming and like like I said before, like like they nicely link it in with the story and what's going on in the environment, so you get yeah. feather to kind of deal with your panic attacks. You've mm-hmm. got like you, like the orange thing when you're kind of dealing with your angry self, and the red one I can't really help you with, but no. it works. It just kind of fires. It does. Across. It oh, another bad thing actually, if it replaces the hidden trophies because it's not really game related, is I think a lot of people will like it, but there's a lot of levels that felt like massive mazes oh yeah um, I didn't quite enjoy them I would rather know where it was going and rather, I, I enjoyed like the screen where you entered and you had a challenge to complete you completed it and then moved on to the next one yeah. having to walk around and figure out where I was supposed to be going and unlock oh, no. doors wasn't quite what I was expecting for that game fair enough um, I think I'd add I feel like our goods are going to be the same but I feel like the sto- I, I can't ignore the story because it was so much more than I expected it to be. Um, even if it was a bad story, which I don't think it was, I still think I'd have been impressed that they tried to tackle a, a story like that because, as I say, I just wasn't expecting anything from that kind of game. I, I'm not really sure how other games play, but games in that ilk play, but it doesn't seem like storyline is really what they go for no not at all um so it was quite nice to get that little added bonus of a a, a cool little story to i say cool it's about depression and stuff but a nice little story to go along with playing the game to kind of break up the intensity of the gameplay which was nice um what else did i like about it i liked the i like, for the most part i like the characters as well it kind of goes along with the story but they again were another little another little uh, kind of bonus feature I yeah. didn't expect to have. Um, I kind of just thought this game was going to be bash your head against the wall uh, intricate platformer for six hours and then that would be me. But yeah. I ended up playing it for a lot longer than that and having a lot more fun. I expected the game to be good, but I had a lot more fun than I expected with it just from all the added bonuses that I wasn't really expecting. Um, bad stuff... This isn't anything, it's not the game's fault, but that D-pad on the Switch was just an abomination. I, I can't think of another word for it. It's It might come out that maybe I'm just bad with that controller and it's not an issue, but I can't see how it would be. Um, it is a joke. I really didn't like it. Um, I'm the same with you. I wasn't blown away by the 
by the graphics or the the aesthetics at all. It was it kind of just looked like a by the numbers sixteen bit platformer yeah. game. They didn't didn't really do anything to break the mold from what I can gather. It didn't. It it wasn't yeah fine yeah basically that's it. Uh, how many bads that two? I need one more bad. Uh, that boss that obviously didn't affect you even remotely as close to the way it affected me because you can't even remember how long it took you. But I think it was the fish boss at the oh, end of I chapter quite five. That. I like the fish boss. That took me close to an hour to do that one boss. Now that might be me being bad at the game. And it's not really anything bad to do with the game. Is that where you've got to touch it and it moves on? Yeah. Is that when you're fighting yourself? There was the both. They were the same, right, same, okay. uh, same kind of game. Yeah, no, I ended up enjoying mechanic. that quite a bit. It was one of my favourite, but I liked it better than Oshiro. See, I think that came at the end of like a solid two and a half hours of me playing that game, and it was also bedtime. Claire was fine. You, I delight. <laughs> and I just wanted to go to bed, but I didn't want to stop it in the middle of a level. Yeah. And I was just dying for it to be over, and it felt like it was never, ever, ever going to end. Um, so yeah, that. But again, that's more me than the game. So overall, this game, the, I find the goods and the bads are quite hard to, to detail because. So do you want do you want to score it? Sure. Um, we work on a twenty point skill, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go. St- Seven and a half, eight, seven and a half. I maybe we go eight point five for me personally. Okay. Um, I liked it a whole lot. I thought it was um one of the better platformers that I've played in a while. Um, other than when I was trying to complete it today, and I don't know whether I just because it was Friday and I was just like I'm done. Yeah. Or or because I knew I had to finish it before you came round. Yeah. Um, I felt the rage. Okay, but, yeah. but this whole week I I die and I was not feeling no, rage whatsoever. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna go eight just because I have a feeling that I gave Sexy Brutal seven. I would like to redact that and get put that down to a six. And I also, know, I was gonna say I feel like I gave that a six. See, I feel like I gave it a seven, and I feel like that this game is at least two clear points better than that the, game. The more and more I get removed from the sexy brutality, yeah. the less I like it. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think by the time I'd finished it, I wasn't massively hot on it. But I get colder and colder the further away I yeah. get from that game. I wish that that game was, remember the, the, the first, to, the yeah, first yeah, tutorial the first level, level, yeah. Over and over again in more complexity. The fact that the game was open yeah. and the way it was just made it not fun for me. Mm-hmm. But I guess that brings 100%. us to the end. Um, I actually want to speak to you about some stuff later on, but for now, I, I if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at David Smiley one S-M-I-L-L-I-E, and he is Scott He. Scott is what if Mario? Nope, that's changed about five times since the last time. Oh, what are you now? Mi- Mr. King Dice 29. Mr. King Dice 29. Um, we usually at this point tell the listener what game we're going to be tackling next. Mm. But we don't have... We haven't, but do you want to discuss? We can do a little five minutes on... There's no harm in discussing. Not at all. Um, You edit this, so cut out like maybe some banging in between. Yeah, sure. Um, But I'm going to look at games that are coming out. We've... Games that we've... That we wanted to play from the goatee pod were Little Nightmares and Pyre, definitely. Um, Faye is also coming out quite soon. Um, by the time we next podcast, I don't really know what else is coming out.
Uh, so we've got games like right, okay. So I'll say so like so like there's games that are obviously out already. Then we can kind of come back to them if you've got any in your mind. Sure. Um, one that I want you to take a look at and think about is um, Puzzle Quest Build Puzzle Quest Builders on Switch. Okay. It just came out. Um, it's maybe not your thing, but it's something quite different. Sure. That I'd be quite interested. I've always been interested in it. Um, maybe this is an excuse. SteamWorld Dig 2 is another one I maybe want to think about. I know you've just finished it, um, mm-hmm. which might not bode well for you, so I'm quite happy to give that a, give that a miss for this. Metal Gear Survive, just as a curiosity project. Okay. The Last Guardian, maybe as a curiosity no. project. Although in saying that, right, now, just go with me for a minute. Yeah. So, overall... Sexy Brutal aside, we've only really reviewed games that we like. That we like. I would be up for tackling a game that we assume we're not going to like. The Last Guardian being one. I think The Last Guardian might cost me £60 because I think I might need to buy a new controller. <laughs> I watched, as I said at the start of this pod, I watched Donkey's video on The Last Guardian and... At the end of the video, he pans down and he's booted a hole in his wall. And yeah, I feel I saw that. like I would I do, do the same I love that video. Yeah. Like, he is trying to get that fucking bird dog to move in the direction he wants. And it looks like the most frustrating thing in the world. Um, yes. And to continue that, there's a game I've been banging a drum for for a while that um, this is an opportunity for me to make someone play. The Final Station. Okay. Give that a Google. Oh, is that that train one? Yes. Where yeah, 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 that does look fan cool. Fan-fucking-tastic. That does look cool. Um, I'd be willing to play that again. Again, I'd also be willing to play through against my better judgment Bayonetta. To oh, yeah. Faye is, is one that I'm willing to play. Um, we also have um, a couple of games from last year. On the 23rd of March. Yeah, a couple of games from last year that we kind of both discussed wanting to play... Little Nightmares and... I assume Sea of Thieves is off the table. Yeah, Far Cry 5 is out on the 27th of March, which could be maybe the one after next. Yeah. Uh, Pyre as well. Pyre. And... Um, li- um, little Nightmares, little, obviously. Yeah. Um, A Night in the Woods as well. Yes, that's um, another one. I've already played that, but I think you'd really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we could... Is there anything that jumped out there that you really feel... That you were like, yes, I feel well, about that. Well, the for games I think I like, I like. Um, I I've been looking forward to Faye since I saw that. When is um, Faye? Since I saw the um, what was that Nintendo Switch Mini Direct thing? Right. Okay. Um, Good on you watching them. I just ignore Nintendo until I, <laughs> something pops up in Kotaku or Dragon Ball. Um, it looked really cool. On February sixteenth. Oh, that's today. Yeah, it is out. Sweet. Okay. Um. Yeah, that game. So we do Faye. I mean, it's a game that well, we both can play. We could do Faye, or we could try and tackle a game that we think we're not going to like. Well, I think, I think so. I say for Faye, I think we're both interested in. Um, if it's a game we think we're not going to like, this I I I vote the Last Guardian because I think there's a comedy in that. Because I also I also have a weird fascination with it. I think I touched on it when I was texting you earlier. I um, I, I almost want to see that game as a curiosity project. Yeah. It took almost a decade to make. Well, how about it this? It started development on, what was it, PS2 
2 PS2, and it was meant yeah. to be a PS3 game. It, it, they announced development while the PS2 was a thing to be a P, was it to be a PS3 game. It never made it out on the whole PS3. Yeah. And it's like caught at the tail end of the PS4. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a curiosity in that. Yeah, you're maybe on to something. How about this? Let's provisionally say Fate and, uh, and The Last Guardian for just now. I mean, not that we've got any listeners, but I guess the listeners need to have yeah. something to aim for. Um, Why well, how long is this be- podcast taking? Because we could about do an both. hour. Why don't we say we'll do Faye? Yeah. And we'll earmark The Last Guardian for at some point over the next 12 months. Okay. Because I, I do li- think I we should start doing some games we don't like. Yes. I think we could have some fun doing a podcast. I, I think, yeah, I think there's a certain enjoyment. And I also think um, we can wait for a sale yeah. <laughs> for The Last Guardian. Yeah, oh, 100%. I, I said, I texted you earlier in this week that. The base price for the Last Guardian on the PS4 store is thirty pounds, which well, you're not paying that. Yeah, I'm not paying that, and also, six twelve months ago that was a forty five pound game. Yeah, and now it's permanently reduced by fifteen pounds. Yeah. Seems doesn't bode well for it. Yeah, so I yeah. guess yeah, um, we've done the Twitter, we've done all that. Um, check out Faye, and we'll come back in about four weeks' time. We will. I'm aiming to have this. Publish on the nineteenth of every month. Okay. Just to have some consistency in yeah. releases. No consistency is good. That is that is one of your the the one oh one for podcasts. Yes. So yes, if you could do that, that would be fantastic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess with that close, go and play Fate, and we'll be back, and we'll see you in the nineteenth of March. I've been David. He's been Scott. We have been Stick Flickers. Stick, Correct. Is that stick Twiddlers? Nope, Flickers. Stick, stick flickers. flickers. It's only been and, a year. And I am out. See you. Thank you.